Reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Word of God, word of life. The Fisher attests an ancient Egyptian text, is more miserable than any other profession. On my trip to the Holy Land a few years back, I had the opportunity to view a first century fishing boat discovered under the Sea of Galilee in the 1980s. This was the same type of boat that may have been used by Jesus' disciples. As I peered down at the patchworked remnants of the boat and its fragile structure, I had to agree with the Egyptians. I could only imagine that the life of a peasant fisherman in the time of Jesus would have been extremely hard. Have you ever wondered why Jesus would seek out fishermen to be his first disciples? Nothing against you, those of you who fish for work or play out there, uh, but fishers probably wouldn't be top of mind if I was on the precipice of a movement to disrupt an empire like Jesus was. Fishing in Jesus' time was one of the lowest of low professions. Fishermen eked out a marginal existence at best, So can you imagine the surprise of Simon and his brother Andrew, James and his brother John, each going about their daily activities of casting nets and mending nets when Jesus arrives on the scene saying simply, follow me. From an early age, we learn that Jesus called these fishermen, and we take it for granted. But this time, I find myself questioning, why fishermen? Why these fishermen? Jesus had to be doing more than just borrowing an ancient image of fishing for people or finding a way to complete a nice metaphor. Okay, so my nerdy side is going to come out a bit here because I had to do a little bit of reading on fishermen around the Sea of Galilee in New Testament times. I know it's a little obscure of a subject, but 
I don't fish myself. I don't find that I have any patience for it. And so I learned a few new things this week that opened my eyes to this story. Well, for one, fishermen who relied on the proceeds of their catch to survive were experts at knowing where the fish would be and when, reading the waters of the sea, calculating the right time for their labors. They had to have a lot of patience for waiting, like I mentioned. They had perseverance through violent storms that suddenly appeared on the horizon and optimism. We all know that people who fish are optimistic for the next big catch. The fishermen, the fishers were usually working men at that time, able to organize others and execute a plan. And they had to engage with people from a variety of cultures, and they often spoke multiple languages. I never knew this. Maybe most importantly, fishermen during the time of Jesus were hungry for change. They were working under the thumb of the Roman Empire, and the empire was charging them exorbitant fees in the form of leases and taxes and tolls just to stay in business. So our short text this morning makes it sound like Jesus just randomly runs into these brother fishermen, but it dawned on me that this had nothing to do with chance. These men were precisely who Jesus needed to help him, as he said, fish for people, and Jesus knew it. Read between the lines and see that Jesus must have been deeply engaged with these fishermen before he met them on the road, and who they would become. It's hard not to focus on all they had to leave behind, Right? Their boats and their nets and what little income they had and their extended family. Still, after learning more about what they had to offer Jesus, I don't think Simon, Andrew, James, and John were leaving themselves behind, their real selves. In fact, I think that they were on their way to becoming the most real versions of themselves they would ever know. So I'm curious, in the last several weeks or maybe months, when have you felt like the truest version of yourself? When have you felt a strange or even unexpected fulfillment of who you already are? Was it in standing before others and sharing your story or using your voice to advocate for something you cared about? Was it is doing something tangible like making a meal for someone else or packing meals for kids and families who are hungry? Maybe it's just a glimmer of something new that's on the horizon that makes your heart expand. Trust that feeling. Jesus is meeting you right there. 
It's early in Jesus' public ministry, but already we are beginning to learn more about who he is and why he came and who he's gathering around him and why. And as we follow along with Jesus over the next weeks, new images of God are being revealed too. God in God's self is unfolding before our eyes with each step that Jesus takes toward Jerusalem. Last week, Pastor Beth preached about a God who never forces or compels God's way, but rather graciously invites you and me, each one of us, over and over again to come and see. Come and see, as Richard Rohr said, new life that is just over that line in the sand, that log across the road, that certain small patch of something And this week, through the lens of Matthew's gospel, we learn more about God's deep engagement and love for who we already are, and we learn more about what is on the other side of the invitation to come and see our most real, truest selves, caught up in the mercy and grace of God, and the work of the gospel that must continue on. There's another marker that took me by surprise this week. From this point on in the book of Matthew, until Jesus is betrayed and arrested, Jesus never, never acts alone. He always acts with his disciples by his side his disciples who are receiving his teaching, who are witnessing to his works of healing and power, and who are helping in this work of fishing for people. God needs our truest selves to show up and to receive, to witness, and to help. Thanks be for fishers and fishers of people for the good, good work of the gospel, and for our God who knows us and loves us and continues to invite. Amen.